It is a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related, and it's so spooky. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a weekly podcast hosted by two friends about topics that are, well, how do I describe them? They're creepy and they're kooky. They're mysterious and spooky. In a way, they're they're all together ooky. Okay, yeah. It's the Y'all Hurt Podcast. (laughs) Ooh, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know, like how ooky our podcast is. Yeah, and if you're concerned that I'm just going to start taking, like, movie quotes and famous poems (laughs) and just working our podcast into them, don't worry. It's been a very stressful uh, few weeks, so that's why I have have done that the last two times. (laughs) Guys, it's our Halloween episode. Man, I can't believe October always dials by so fast. It's like so upsetting. Like I wish there was a I wish September was just like Were you gonna say a pre October? Yeah, but then I wanna kill myself. And then Proctober sounds like a yeah. butt doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know, and I'm just mad because they already started selling Christmas stuff. Oh, my God. I yeah. know. We all say that. But I'm just saying, like, I'm also in love with Christmas. So it's not like I'm like, fuck this Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. It's that I love Christmas so much that I'm so torn between where my joy should be placed. <laughs> <laughs> and I am like a child. <laughs> um, anyway, Pete, how are you? I'm going to pass. Today, I have had a day where, like, I pick up stuff and drop half of it. Just, like, everything that could go wrong is going wrong. So, I feel like I'm not going to talk about my week. Okay. I'm just going to tell you what I found was a terrifying uh, series of events in my past week. One, I told you already, but I didn't tell the listeners. I lead an anime club. Uh, a monthly anime club and I let a different member choose the anime each time and someone picked an anime called Gyo colon Tokyo Fish Attack and (laughs) I thought it was about giant walking fish that attack people and I was like that's kind of goofy and like a day before we were set to see the show I googled an image of it and I was like what the fuck they seem like they have insect legs that's disgusting yeah because fish don't have legs yeah, and I was just like, all right, whatever. So then we start watching it, and the moment you see your first fish, it skitters across the floor like a fucking, like, silverfish or centipede or fucking cockroach. Like, it skitters so fast. And I was like, no, these are going to be, like, bugs, aren't they? Are the fish and- upright with legs no, on no, the no, side? No. Okay. They have- yeah, yeah, they're not upright. They're still, like, you know, the way they'd be, but with fish, like, the legs coming out the side. Um, so, ugh. How do I, I want to try and say this quickly without going into details and making myself vomit. Basically, this uh, anime is based on a story by Junji Ito, who is a, uh, a manga writer who is known for his fucking, like, twisted, gory, just, like, like just... All his stuff, I can't actually look at his stuff because it, ma- it manages to trigger, like, my insect phobia, my trypophobia, 
and my phobia of too many things next to each other. Like he triggers every phobia and every image he makes. So basically, this whole this whole movie, it was about like bug fish killing people. Then the people would get infected. Then they would somehow like grow these insect legs, and then they would fart these noxious farts. And then they would, like, throw up this brown stuff. And then there would just be, like, millions of fish insects all at once. Like, fucking, it, it was just, I want, I, I literally, I thought people thought I was trying to be, like, funny. I, I was gagging. And I had to multitask. But as my role as the leader of the club, I felt like I should be president. But I was like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> like, I was like, this is, this is not okay. That was my first terrifying experience. My second ta- terrifying experience was moments ago. No, meh, uh, Hours ago, I got my booster shot. And the lady's like, just wait 15 minutes to make sure you're okay. And I was like, should I sit over here? And she's like, no, you could walk around the store because it was a, a CVS within a Target. She was like, walk around the store and just, like, <laughs> let me know you're fine. And I was like, what? She's like, just come back and just kind of, like, give me a nod that you're fine after 15 minutes. And I was like, does she really want me to do that? She's like, this is or, just a formality, lady. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> or is it a formality? Exactly. But I'm, like, so socially weird, and I'm a rule follower with very specific things and not other things. Uh, so I was like, I guess in 15 minutes I'll, like, come and, like, hopefully just lock eyes with her. But mm-hmm. then if there's a line, I'm not fucking waiting online just to tell her that I didn't die. But then, like, what if she's not visible? Am I going to tell someone else that I'm okay? And then they're going to be like, you know, shit, we don't really want you to come back and do this. <laughs> like, I was, like, so anxious because I didn't want to look stupid. But then I was like, but what if I don't tell her? Is she going to think I died? But then I was like, no. What She's going to sick not gonna store re- security on finding yeah. this. <laughs> so 15 minutes later, I walk by the CVS part. She's there. And I kind of, like, lift a hand. Not, I don't, like, wave at her, but I lift a hand, like, to, like, notice me. And she gives me a look, like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, you should just... <laughs> go aflame. Your whole CVS should just go up and flame. <laughs> so yeah, I uh never gonna tell a pharmacist I didn't die from a COVID vaccine for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a social anxieties night I anxietists a person with social anxieties nightmare. Anyway, P, do you want an icebreaker? Yes. Okay, this is a simple one. Very simple. You need to banish one Halloween candy for the rest of your life. And, well, I would say keep one. But if you're only banishing one, then all the rest. Just pick one candy that you want readily available every Halloween and one candy that will be banished and you'll never have access to again. You can banish milk duds. What the fuck? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yep, take them away. Smarties exist in this world, and you're going to banish fucking milk duds? Absolutely, yeah. Monster. You don't like caramel? Nope. I generally don't. You're like, Throw it in a Snickers, I'll eat the Snickers, but... Like, caramello? I assume that's all caramel? Oh, no, caramello is a disc of chocolate filled with a runny caramel. Yeah, I'm not interested. Oh, wait, no, no, that's a... Ro- wait, no, no, no. I got confused with a Rolo and a Caramello. Caramello is a chocolate bar with segments of runny caramel. A Rolo has a firmer, chewier caramel. 
I love caramel, Pete. Ask me all. I'll do y'all heard about caramel. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say peanut M&Ms. Okay. That's solid. They're the ones that I'm going to keep close by. It's a classic. That's a solid. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Marissa, what about you? Smarties could die. I they just I was torn between Smarties and Sweet Tarts. Definitely Smarties. So there's a world with nerds. And yeah, you're nerds gonna pick are, Nerds are fine. <laughs> nerds taste like tangy and they're candy coated so they're fun and the box makes them fun. Smarties just taste like fucking chalk. And we're both like, still stuck with Necco wafers. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking about Necco wafers, but I was like, whatever. I don't even know if I've had one. Uh, and I was like, what about those fucking... Why am I cursing so much about something so, like, tame? What about those um, wax those wax candies that you Bo- bite and drink yeah. the liquid? But I was like, you know what? At least those, like, have a fun novelty to them. They taste gross, though. What I'm going to keep by my side forever, this is controversial, Pete. Vanilla Tootsie Rolls. Gross, but okay. Yeah, fine. Great. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla and fruity Tootsie Rolls, fruitsies as they're called, are my favorite candy every year. Yeah, right. And those peanut butter kisses that nobody likes. Peanut butter kisses? I don't think I've heard. I thought they were called Mary Jane's. They're they're, they're always like, they're old-timey candies. They're like a taffy texture. I'm out. They're peanut butter with some peanut butter in the middle. And they're always in those, like, um, black or orange wax paper. No, you don't know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those are delicious. I was trying to think of scary and creepy things, and I was thinking of uh, (laughs) my ex-girlfriend, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) And she loved Charleston Chews. Oh, I fucking love a Charleston Chew, Pete. She loved them. And I'm like, I don't... Did she freeze them or eat them normal? She would eat them normal, I think. Okay, because they're delicious frozen as well. If you were thinking of talking about how she liked the monstrous candy because she was a monster, think again because Charleston Chews are delicious. No, I was just like, I'm not interested in that at all. I'm not interested in a woman who likes a Charleston Chew. Do you like a Charleston Chew? (laughs) Swipe left on me, please. The icebreaker that I found on the internet... If uh, you'd like to keep breaking ice, was would you rather spend a night in a haunted house or in a cemetery? Ooh. And this is specifically Halloween night, excuse me. You mean a house that is haunted, not a haunted house that someone put together, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, am I sleeping there? I mean, you're spending the night. It's up to you if you want to sleep. I, there's no contest because I don't want to sleep outdoors. You all want it out. Yeah. You couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me to camp. One, because it's gross and bugs. And two, because racist people ruined camping for me permanently. <laughs> See, I was thinking the cemetery because I thought, oh, if it's a haunted house, like if somebody tells me it's a haunted house, I'm going to be thinking, oh, this house is haunted. Mm-hmm. And if it's Halloween night and people are like trying to like see what's going on in there, then I'm going to be, like, tricked into thinking, oh, this is really, like, a haunted house because people might be outside or something. I'm sorry, is this, a, is this the world's most notorious haunted house? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear that I'm eating? Are you eating caramel? <laughs> no, I'm eating a... I took one bite of a granola bar. It won't happen again. 
Better not. Okay, I'm sorry. While you're chewing, we can hear from other people. Oh, okay, I'll mute myself so that I listen <laughs> and I can keep chewing. Well, the first person does not identify themselves, but I think I know who it is. Is it the person I sent? Is it a woman? Yeah, related to you. Oh, that's my cousin Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, if you're ever leaving a voicemail, maybe throw your name in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be your least favorite host on the show. <laughs> Why would you be her least? Just because you told her to leave her name? Yeah, because I'm getting sassy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. So my scary story is that recently I was at home and my husband and I were both woken up in the middle of the night by really loud, clear howling. And we both were like, what was that? That was really crazy. We went back to sleep. And then in the morning when we woke up, we were just talking about how weird that was that we heard that howling. And my husband said it sounded like it was coming from where my dog Archie was buried and I had my dog Archie for about 15 years he was very very old when he passed and when I sat at the breakfast table and opened up my phone my memory for that very day was the nine year anniversary of my dog Archie's death coincidence? not sure thank you bye (laughs) <laughs> I love that story. I made her pull that story in because it was just like simple, but that's pretty creepy. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I think it might be true. I mean, not that she lied. I mean, it might be Archie's ghost. But I'm you trying to figure out. Ghosts? I'm trying to figure out why a dog would be like nine year anniversary. That's when I'm going to come <laughs> out. Maybe he did it every other year, but they were always sleeping too deeply. Yes, very true, very true. Yeah. And then she said she had the dog for 15 years. So yeah, then I was no, thinking maybe it's his 25th year. And oh. she's just wrong about how long she's had the dog. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the nine year does seem random. But I don't know. That's too much of a, of a coincidence. I, I think that's real spooky. Yeah. Are you going? How long is it going to take you to go back to sleep if you hear a dog barking in your house at night, like in the uh, living room? Howling? Wait, oh, barking? Wait, then why does it matter? It's in my. I hear it. It's coming from the house. It's inside the house. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna check it. Right? I'm allowed to check it, right? I don't just need to go back to sleep Shit. and pretend that. Yeah, normal. you're allowed to check it. Um. You might want to check uh, yourself first, though. It'll probably take a really long time if it sounds like we're straight up in my house. That's horrifying. What does that even mean? I don't have a dog buried in my house that I'm aware of. (laughs) Thank you, Jasmine. Yeah, thanks. Spooky, dead animals. Another, Another icebreaker question that I found on the internet was, would you rather spend the night in a person cemetery or a pet cemetery? (laughs) What? I mean... A pet one? That's less scary. Is that even a question? Why would anyone want... I mean, unless it's the pet cemetery from that story, why would anyone want a person one? (laughs) I feel like uh, I may have told this story on the podcast before, but um, we had a friend of the family and their son, who wasn't really as close a friend to the family, uh, but complicated setup over there. But basically... One day he showed up at my mom's house 
And he was like, I have to ask you a favor. And my mom was like, and this guy's, I don't want to say unstable because it's not like he's diagnosed. He's just like a wacky guy. And my mom's like, what's the favor? And he goes, my cat died and I don't have anywhere to bury him. Her, her, excuse me, (laughs) because he lived in a rental and his parents also lived in a rental. And my mom's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is a sweetheart. Like, all the way back there, though. (laughs) (laughs) So it's in your mom's yard? So the cat is in the yard, and then um, he came back to visit the cat often. But he also made a... It's not a cross. It's more of a T. Okay. And engraved you know on the crossbar part i guess you'd say uh it said pretty girl (laughs) and over the years (laughs) he stopped coming by you know like uh yeah he he wouldn't come by as often and then like the marker fell over and now sometimes when i mow the grass (laughs) i pass by a certain part and if i look in the woods there's a little sign that says pretty girl Why didn't he put the cat's name? Uh, maybe maybe that was his name. <laughs> oh, I guess. That's long. Could oh. you imagine? <laughs> That's so weird. That's amazing. <laughs> I really love that. I really love that. And then that. your cat gets out and you're running around the neighborhood just going, Pretty girl! Pretty girl! Come here! <laughs> or you're going, like, people make that certain noise when they're trying to get cats. They go, like, Imagine someone just going, Pretty girl. So that, that won't get the cop. (laughs) Okay, here is our second call from a very familiar voice. Hi, this is Marissa calling in a spooky story for our own show. This is a short story about a podcast listener who told tales of untruth. Untruth? Untruth. Anyway, I don't know which way you're supposed to say that. Anyway, three years ago, we all heard, maybe it was a different amount of years. It doesn't matter. Years ago, we all heard was soliciting Halloween tales for its Halloween spooky episode. One loyal listener of our show said, I will have a tale for you. So when I said, hey, where's your tale? He said, I apologize. That tale is not yet ready. Give me one year's time, and my tale shall be prepared. So one year later, I go to this listener, and I said, Give me your tale. And he said, Oh, no, I forgot. (laughs) And I think he said, Give me but one year more, (laughs) and I shall give you a tale so terrifying, it shall be worth it. So one year later, I came to said listener, And he said, oh, okay, here is a link to my tale. (laughs) And we trusted said listener. And when we opened said link on the air, it was a gigantic web page with a gigantic story. And the listener had clearly not vetted said link. And so afterward, I said, what is this? Terror, you owe us a new 
story to which he said, never again. I shall never give you a story again. I shall not say the name of this listener, but his initials might be M.S. If at 10 p.m. under a full moon you go outside and the wind blows, you might hear him whisper, Oh, give me but a year's time. <laughs> but a year's time. Sorry, I forgot how stupid my own story was. <laughs> Not that I was laughing at my own joke, but, uh... You brought some You brought some uh, personality to the story, you know? Oh, so, um... You should start doing historical ghost tours. <laughs> So yeah, that's a terrifying story about a listener of ours who kept saying he would have a horror story for us and then never delivered. And this year he said, oh, I have a story for you. Psych. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I did tell him, though, this said listener has to come on for the episode closest to my birthday. And it's non-negotiable. So uh, he's not going to come with a scary story, but I'm just... I don't know. I'm making him pay for his sins by coming on the air in January. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I guess the lesson of that story is... Um, don't lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. If you say you're going to give us something for the podcast, oh, you better give it. Or I will allude to it every year. <laughs> Marissa, do you remember what Marissa said the initials of that listener are? M.S. Okay, okay. Interesting. You know who it well, is. Well, let's hear you? another call. Hey, guys. Um, this is Nicole, Michael Stinson's fiance. Mm. I was just calling to share some ghost stories for the next episode per Marissa's request because my best friend sees ghosts. I never really believed in ghosts growing up. Uh, I had a few family members that used to try to tell me scary stories, like they had poltergeists living with them at some point in time, and I always thought it was complete BS and never really believed in it. But then my best friend, one day when she was visiting her grandmother in Maine, they have a bunch of cabins up on a lake. And she was staying in one of the cabins and there was this green knitted blanket that she had on the bed and she was just way too hot. So she threw the green blanket out into the hallway and shut the door and went to sleep. And does that, does that sound drastic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound drastic. Why wouldn't you just take it off? Yeah. That's weird. That strikes okay. me as odd in the first place. That I is, think that's, that's pretty terrifying. She may have been possessed. I think so, too. <laughs> Later that night, when she was tossing around and moving around, she woke up and saw a green ball of light in the corner of the bedroom hovering over her bed. I got really freaked out, put on her iPod. Yes, this is back when there were iPods. And tried to tune it out until the morning. Second <laughs> question. What? You see a green ball of light. You put on your iPod. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think I, what I'm saying is I love all the friend's decisions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess this is a friend that sees ghosts, though. So maybe she's just like, yeah, what's new? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's ridiculous. If I saw a green light, I would, like, shit myself. And then I would have to get up, go to the bathroom to clean up the shit I did on my bed. <laughs> and I know that it's not, I, I swear I am not nitpicking, but I'm kind of like, okay, so you saw a green light. 
and then you put on your iPod, I, why wouldn't you just cover your eyes? I mean... So I put yeah. on my iPod and I stared at it until it went away. <laughs> she wanted to give it a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, I promise I'm not going to cut in again, Nicole. And when she woke up in the morning, she went to her grandmother and shared what she saw. And they found out that the blanket belonged to her great-aunt Florence, who lived across the lake and died in the cabin across the lake. But I guess water is a conductor, and the blanket was something that she had actually made herself and spent a really, really, really long time making. So... My friend thought, oh, well, I offended her. I threw her blanket out into the hall, maybe. But she wasn't totally convinced at the time until her cousin, who is autistic, and he is matter-of-fact. He, If he says he sees something, he saw something. And he just comes up to the breakfast table really nonchalantly and just sits down and says, hey, I saw Great Aunt Florence this morning. So oh. she was automatically just really freaked out that she saw this ghost, this projection of her aunt. And ever since, she's been trying to get really in tune with that ability um, to sense spirits. And it's really freaky because sometimes we'll go to parties or things in old houses and she will sense something in a corner and drag me into another room or want to leave. And it's just so freaky when you, I, yeah, I just don't know if I believe her or not. I think I believe her, but it's, it's really freaky. There have been a few run-ins with some creepy feelings and some Creepy haunting story, haunted stories. Yeah, I tried to get her to tell her story herself, but she chickened out. So, oh, I hope it's useful. Thank you for sharing, Nicole. I mean, that's definitely a spooky story. Yeah. I will say, though, I do need to know more off the air about this house. Like, is there frequent foot traffic in the hallway that she threw the blanket in? Because if I just threw a blanket in the hallway, my mother would be so oh, pissed yeah. off at yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but no, that's... We didn't raise you like this. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? Put it in the linen closet. What's your problem? So, yeah. I I also have to applaud the detail that water is a conductor, and that's how the ball of light could get across the lake. I mean, yeah. I like it. Nicole was, was, um, was afraid... Not afraid... She was worried the story wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be interesting or spooky, but uh, you are incorrect, Nicole. And Nicole, your friend is a chicken. <laughs> cluck, cluck. <laughs> okay, um, we're savage here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marissa called with a Halloween story. It really wasn't like it was. It wasn't like a spooky thing that happened to Marissa. I mean, except that it was uh, debatable. <laughs> and so it was I so thought spooky when Michael sent us that gigantic link that we didn't open that until was, we were on yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, What? <laughs> I'm not gonna read like two thousand words. That would have been like a topic suggestion. Here's the yeah. source, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Marissa shared, I feel like I'm supposed to share And so I thought that I would talk about how I used to, when I was in college, Michael Venos might remember, uh, because he was my guidance, I guess, in setting all that stuff up. But I had a website. It was called PetePhillipsOnline.com. And I would just make up stories about things. I guess I would kind of write them like a news article, 
but they would be about like people that I knew or movies that I saw or stuff like that. So it was kind of a silly website. And then one Halloween, I was like watching scary stuff and writing about it. And I posted um, an article on my own website, which, you know, was not drowning in visitors or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I posted about The Shining, the TV movie, and about how I hated it because the main actor who plays Danny Torrance sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who was the actor? And granted, he was a kid playing the role of a kid. Oh, I remember the story. But but he was like so not good. <laughs> and my old roommate's a big Stephen King fan. He's like, "Yeah, but that version is truer to the to the book." And I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> and the actor's name was Cortland Mead. Mm-hmm. And he was made famous in The Little Rascals. In the role of uh uh-huh. I've never seen The Little Rascals. I'm sorry. There's a person called uh uh-huh? I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's nice that I didn't say uh uh-huh to that, right? (laughs) Okay. So then he got this starring role in this movie, and it was, like, so dumb. And then a little time passed, and I started to get digitally haunted. (laughs) (laughs) People started to find things on my website. And one person who found something was Cortland Mead's friend, who sent it over to Cortland Mead, who tracked me down on MySpace. <laughs> oh my gosh. And started e-fighting with me. <laughs> I remember this, but I don't remember what he did. And uh, at the time, too, I had done... I feel like I'm pretty good with Photoshop. And part of the reason I got good with Photoshop is because I did this series of... Uh, graphics that were like the golden peats and i put my face on all the golden girls yeah quantum leap and i her website was very fun right and uh so he was like i could tell that you're pathetic because you're putting your face on other people's <laughs> like what the fuck? like <laughs> like i don't know it was just all sorts of stuff and i was just like this dude sucks <laughs> and by this point he was like a teenager and It was at that point where I was in college. So let's say I was 20. Mm -hmm. And he's only four years younger than me. But if you think about it, he's 16 and I'm 20. And for some reason, it seems like you should be the bigger person and not (laughs) respond to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, um, so that just it, it just stopped. I think I don't know if I blocked him or I just stopped answering things. But in preparation for today's episode, I looked him up, and he is a sales representative at a restaurant supply company in California. And his Instagram profile says, where there is faith, there is freedom. And then there's an American flag. Ooh, he probably is into (laughs) weird stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I still feel okay about it. And I thought he sucked. I mean, also, like, come on. Like, it's not like you had a whole website that said Courtly Mead sucks. It's didn't... not like I'm Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, how is that? How is that my reference, Marissa? That's think... not even a magazine anymore, is it? <laughs> uh, I think it is. After that Hollywood run-in, we have one more story. And okay. it's from Alex. 
I'm going to preface this story by saying it sounds like a story that could be made up, but it's totally not. Here is our last spooky call, and then we're going to get into a topic. Okay. Hi, this is Alex reporting a very spooky situation that I've dealt with starting on October 1 of this month. I had ordered some body wash from Amazon, and um, instead they sent me a Victorian lady doll, a creepy little doll that's about six inches tall. I tried to return it, but... Am- it's one of those things that you wish would happen to you, but... It- I know! <laughs> but, like, the universe is like, you want it too much, bitch. Exactly! Oh, my gosh. Amazon got a little bit confused. You can't return most things if they're, like food or a hair and body care product. Um, So they were saying it's unreturnable. But I'm like, this is the wrong thing, and this itself is not a hair and body care product. Please take this away from my house. They had to escalate me through customer service. The normal person that you chat with on the little app thing just didn't know what to do with this. Um, So I got escalated. Uh, About 24 hours later, I got an email with an apology, but that didn't seem like a sincere one. And they said, for them to help me anymore, I needed to take a photo of the doll to confirm that I had received it instead of body wash. Um, I took a photo, but my phone took it in HEIC format, and they needed it to be in JPEG format. I tried converting the formats on my phone, and although I'm very good at technical things, and I was following instructions that I'd found online, I, I tried different methods and... Um, it took many, many tries for me to be able to convert the photo to a format that Amazon would, uh, you know, accept. Then I sent them the photo. Um, they did give me a refund, but that is not what I was looking and they were for. Like, I, I, I that's have not body wash. Money. My family can write off the loss. We cannot have this spooky doll in our house. So they said oh, that we were welcome to it. keep donate or... Yeah, yeah. Let me go a couple of seconds here. So they said... In our house. So they said that we were welcome to keep, donate, or dispose of the creepy doll. They would not take her, though. So uh, they didn't give me any instructions on how to dispose of this creepy doll. Um, I had been cataloging... Marissa, instructions on how to dispose of the creepy Victorian doll? I mean, first of all, why is it creepy? Is it creepy just because it's Victorian, or is it like, does it look like Annabelle? Uh, You probably need to, like... Douse it in holy water before you throw it out. You definitely can't just put it in the dumpster if it's like a cursed doll. No, we've seen the movies. The dolls come back in. Yeah. So what? What? Do, oh, I mean, you call Anna. You call uh, what's her face and dude Warren, and they have to lock it up in their in their evil spirits room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way. Well, that's not what Alex did. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear. I love this story. incident on Facebook so that my friends would be aware of this type of situation. And one of my friends thought that this would be fun to do for, like, a Halloween craft. Um, so it so happens that my wife was going to go visit this friend. And my wife does not visit friends uh, indoors in person these days because of the pandemic. But um, she decided to do it and showed up masked in a very nice N95. And my wife forgot to bring the doll with her to hand over to this friend. Now, that wasn't a disaster because the next day, friend was going to drive right by us on the way to an event. Friend forgot to drive by us on the way to the event. Oh. Friend forgot to drive by on the way back. So what? there was like three opportunities to transmit creepy doll to friend, and people just kept forgetting. This creepy crazy. doll clearly was having a negative effect on my phone's ability to convert photo format or people's <laughs> ability to remember to get rid of her or pick her up, take her away from our house. Eventually, what happened? I think that my 
my spouse ran errands and like made a trip across the city to be able to drop off the doll at the friend's house and she's gone from our house and we were safe until a week ago I was oh getting God. text messages about things that small child was telling my wife about the Victorian lady doll my wife had said there's a package on the porch but I don't think anything I ordered maybe it's for data small child said maybe it's another lady at another point my wife had said this is dirty in places that I can't clean it so I'm throwing it away small child how did it get dirty maybe the lady did it so clearly she still has a grip on the consciousness of my child I hope that um, this lady just winds up being a distant memory but we may continue to be haunted if not by her physical presence then by her spirit happy Halloween bye Oof. wait okay there's just one thing I misunderstood mm -hmm. did he say you got a package after the fact yeah there was a package at the end but it was completely unrelated. It was a package, oh. but then his small child was like, maybe it's another lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if it was another lady, I'd lose my shit. Well, at least be happy if your wife gave it to someone else. The curse has been transmitted. <laughs> and uh, so you no longer are, you know, will be followed by it. Um, and that is, I would say, that's one of the winning calls we've gotten. Like, that's that's. That's legit creepy. But I do, Alex. I want to know what it looked like. Do you still have the picture? It so, Marissa, you recall in his account that Alex shared the picture on social media. Oh, is this it? This is it. Um, okay, can I make it? I can't make it bigger. Can you? I can make it bigger. What do you want? The face. Zoom in on the face a little bit. Okay. It's, it's like creepy because she's dead. I. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little creepy. It's not like it's not like off the wall traumatizing. Like I'd take that doll. Except no, I'm sorry. I'd take that doll before he told me all the things that happened about how he couldn't get rid of it. Then that became weird because he couldn't get rid of it. But if he, someone was just like, "Ah, oh, I got a Victorian doll. I'm gonna take who wants it," I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> but it's it's a little creepy. Well, it's creepy with the story for sure. But yeah. yeah. Thank you for telling me. I think part of the reason that you think, oh, that's not creepy, is because the hair is not black. <laughs> <laughs> Quite simply. Like, the hair is not black and there's, like, fruit on the dress. Yeah, I was fruit wondering if cherries or flowers or what I'm looking at. Yeah. She's a little parasol. That's cute. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Something with a parasol can't be creepy. Alex, where can we order this? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, one of the things we'll be ordering. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about your funeral, listener. Mm. So, I got two sources here, and one of them is Southern Living Magazine. <laughs> okay. And the other, I'll tell you when we get there. But basically... I was like, what's going on with funerals lately? And there was an article that said, here's 10 things that funeral directors don't want you to know. What? <laughs> I mean, all so I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And the they set it up as like a question and answer type of thing. Um, so the first question that they ask is, can you find a less expensive casket than the one that you would buy at the funeral home? And the answer is... Yeah. Costco and Sam's Club are known for their bargain bulk buys. Oh, that's but you probably sad. didn't realize that both warehouses also sell coffins. 
Here is one way you can manage the costs of planning a funeral while producing a beautiful resting place for your loved one. That bums me out to get a Costco one. Here are some Costco caskets, Marissa. Those are fine, though. Yeah. I have to be honest. The only thing where I was looking at the prices and it was like, oh, this one's, this set is like eleven fifty, and then. This one's like fifteen hundred, and I was like, "Oh wait, let me go back to the eleven fifties. Are they like adult size?" <laughs> Which Ooh, the is... primrose casket is pretty. But check this guy out. This is oh, like I, mean, I was going to say that's my favorite. But am I allowed to get a military select casket? I didn't even realize it was a military select. I mean, who's going to stop you? <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I like that one. <laughs> um, oh, and then you need to choose whether I'm in the army or the coast guard. Yeah. So. For eleven fifty, basically eleven hundred dollars and fifty dollars on top of that, <laughs> you can get a uh, a casket from Costco, and I encourage you all to say Costco casket as many times Costco as you casket. can. Costco casket. And in my particular case, I could pick this up in Allentown. <laughs> Ooh, nice. And then drive it back. Uh, I don't have a hearse, but I bet you I could rent a U-Haul. Yeah. So just wanted to let everybody know that you can get uh, caskets at Costco and Sam's Club. I did not know that, so thank you. You are welcome. So the next thing up was, can you rent a casket? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Oh, that's yucky. Uh, you can still have a traditional viewing at the service, but renting a casket can save you money as the funeral home will reuse it for another viewing. But then how are you buried? Just your body straight up? The caskets are equipped with a removable interior uh, that provides a sanitary solution. After the service or cremation, a not after the cremation, after the service, <laughs> they would pull the wooden box out of the casket, put that off to the side... And then reuse the casket, but bury you in the box. Oh, there's like two pieces to a casket, a wooden box, and then a fancy thing? Well, in this case, there is. Okay. Can I just get buried in... Can I just get a funeral with a wooden box? Sure. Okay. And this is all up to you, Marissa, so... Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Can you skip the embalming process? Ew. Now, this is like... I don't know why. They should have said this is funeral on a shoestring. (laughs) Because that's, yeah. it seems to be that they focus more on uh, money at this point. But the yeah. fees associated with embalming, preparation, and transportation can really add up. As long as you plan the viewing or cremation shortly after your loved one's death, you can request that the body not be embalmed and cut back on costs. Oh, but that seems woof. Yeah, you're going to, I mean, you're going to deteriorate in the ground anyway. I know. No, I, I just would be afraid of of what it would be like even though they just said like oh within a day or two of the funeral but would there be any smell when do you start to smell oh, i'm sure they're gonna keep you on ice uh, that's cheap oh i guess <laughs> can you supply your own ice oh i wonder if they're gonna reuse the ice <laughs> <laughs> ew how do funeral directors create peaceful features for the deceased this question confuses me but I'm going to give you the answer anyway. Okay. If the usual methods of setting the features aren't sufficient to keep the eyes closed or the mouth shut, superglue is a secret oh. weapon. Uh. 
I don't like it. <laughs> wrote mortician Caitlin Doty in her book, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. In an interview with Mental Floss, funeral director Amy Cunningham of Fitting Tribute Funeral Services said that her secret of choice is a hair tie to keep the hands folded. If you need to keep a deceased person's hands folded neatly at their abdomen, but their arms keep falling down to the sides of the casket, you can gently bind their thumbs with a ponytail tie. Hmm. Ponytail tie is really, you know... Real savior in many ways. Very versatile. Mm-hmm. Are, quote-unquote, protective caskets worth the extra expense? The hell does that mean? For all of its supposed benefits, caskets with a vacuum-sealed rubber gasket don't reduce decomposition. Mark- Why would you care if it's under the ground? I think a lot of people get freaked out at the idea of, like, oh, like, bugs are going to be in my loved ones box with them or something no i mean i didn't even think about that (laughs) so now if you get like a vacuum sealed rubber gasket the bugs aren't going to get in but you are still independently decomposed inside the box yeah mark harris the author of the book grave matters suggests that these accommodation or that these conditions accelerate decay because of the growth of anaerobic bacteria the bacteria... Wait, I'm sorry. If you buy the fancy casket, it'll... Accelerate your decay inside. What? Yeah. Wow! The bacteria decompose the body, turning soft body parts into mush and bloating the corpse with foul-smelling gas. So, you know, you think of it like, you ever um, eaten a ton of broccoli? It's like, well, do I vacuum seal it in? I just... Yeah, very <laughs> true. <laughs> The, Ooh, once I ate a whole a whole sheet pan of, of roasted broccoli and I was sick all day. I can't even imagine vacuum sealing that in. Am I right? The trapped gas and moisture sometimes cause the caskets to explode and the doors to blow off the crypts. First of all, that's crazy. Yeah. Second of all, guys, I'm bloated in life. I better not be fucking bloated <laughs> in death. Harris also spoke with a former cemetery owner. The owner revealed that the protective caskets are, quote, routinely unsealed after the family leaves to relieve the inevitable buildup of gas within the casket. So you'll be doing yourself and your wallet a favor by not falling for the sales pitch of the protective casket because they probably do charge you to open it again. Very good to know, but that's ridiculous then. Like, it seems like... It you know you end up paying more, but that's more work for them in the long run. That seems like that would just be kind of like counterproductive. Yeah, actually, they probably pretend they release it, but they don't. <laughs> they just drill a little hole in there and toss it in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there such a thing as a low cost casket? The idea that you go to the funeral home and they have one that's really cheap, but they just don't show it to people. No. You probably won't find cheaper options in the display room of the funeral home, but sometimes directors keep the bargain model stored away. Ask if they are and see the options available. Okay. Is a body required during viewings? Often there are no viewings, and without the body present, you won't have to pay for the mortician services. This option allows another consideration for your family when planning funeral services. Mm, Okay. So, you know. Can funeral directors choose your loved one's burial spot to be under a tree? So uh, this question asks odd, 
Yeah. <laughs> but the idea you is... Can, can you choose to be under a tree? Yes, or? yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, can they just decide without your permission? Uh, quote, a body must be buried at least four feet from a tree to protect the tree's root system. Sarah Wombold, an Austin-based funeral director, told Mental Floss. Mm, okay. It's a bit of an adjustment for people who are committed to the image of being buried under a tree, but what it's not always... That? What the fuck is that about? It's not always the gre- most green option for the tree. For that, just be one of those people that gets the thing where your body turns into a tree or something. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Fucking do that. It would be, oh, man, my dream is to be under a tree. What is that? What is that even? There is a way you can do it, though. Okay. Uh, um, uh, but before we get to that, the question, how are medical devices repurposed? This is a question that I did not have. <laughs> what does that even mean? But as we know, when we get older, sometimes you get a replacement hip, a replacement knee, that sort of thing. Oh, you better. If I get one, you better fucking bury me with it. I'm not giving you permission to take that out. I paid. That's how I feel about it, too. <laughs> yeah. What? Can they, you have to give permission, don't you? Um, so these things may help a family member's life and reduce joint stress. However, once a body is cremated, those spare medical parts and prosthetics are melted down and salvaged for road signs and car parts. Fuck that. My children are going to inherit them. Pacemakers, another medical part, are removed to prevent damage in a cremation chamber as well, because you don't want that blowing up your cremation mm. chamber. Another person, for some reason, asks, is it necessary to buy new clothes? What? No. No, I never thought it was. Did but anyone I, think but, that? But the nature of the question, or, I'm sorry, the better nature of the question is in the answer. The funeral home will make your loved one's preferred dress or suit fit perfectly on the body, even if it is a little snug or loose. That's nice. You can buy something new if you prefer, but this is an option for you, wearing something old. And your family, you know, so that you can remember them, say, in something that reminds you of them, I guess. Y'all, unless your loved one dreamt of always owning a Balenciaga dress, don't put them in something new just so that they look fancy at the viewing. Either put them in something they dreamed of owning or put them in something that no, they love. because if they don't have that dress when they die, I'm not going to buy one for their dead body. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying generally don't put them in new clothing. But the only way I could justify it is if it was something they always dreamed they had. But it is an interesting question if you think about, you know, a lot of times when someone is getting older, that you know, maybe they lose a lot of weight. For lack of a better term, maybe they waste away in those final years. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you wanted to bury them in something that reminds you of them uh, or something from their youth, like, you know, again, like a military uniform or something like that, then just let give it to the funeral home and they'll make it work. Now, Wait. I do have to think if you gained a bunch of weight near your death, there's only so much they can do. But Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you something that I assume you don't have the answer to. By any chance, do you have the answer to whether or not you can particularly request a type of makeup look for your loved one? I can't see why not. That I did not come up in my research. Guy. Okay. But I can't see why you wouldn't be able to. I mean, because maybe they're not, they're I, only used to like making you look alive, not used to doing a sick cat eye. Yeah, I think. Um, like, part of me thinks if you can provide a picture, then we'll do the best that we can. 
Mm. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. You think it's yeah. easier to do makeup on a dead person or a live person? Mm, a live person because you could be like, close your eyes. Yeah. You no, know, well, tense this part. Do this. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So the other one is uh, the other source that I have is modernloss.com, and they have a few innovations in the funeral industry that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Number one. This one seems kind of obvious to me. A headstone can be more than just a name carved into granite. Using a smartphone, family members and friends can visit a grave and scan a QR code on the headstone. This will unlock pictures and memories of their loved one. A QR code can be applied to uh, any headstone and, when scanned, will take you to the memorial page. The family can update the page as often as they'd like and upload everything from pictures to audio clips. No one is allowed to put that on my gravestone. If anybody no puts one. a QR code near my anything, <laughs> I am still curious. convinced that no one uses QR codes. Everyone no. around me is like, everybody uses QR codes. For what? I only use them for a restaurant when I have no other choice. <laughs> and I'm annoyed. They're like, kids want to sign up for a tutoring session. Make a QR code about it. <laughs> Yeah, they always, when I was working for the place I worked for, and we do a billboard, they'd always want to put a QR code in it. On but a billboard? Like, oh, not like one Okay, of good. Like a, like a bus shelter one or like a poster. But like, also like, we were like, our main demographic was like low income. Like everyone was like, who's dying to like do the QR code? I don't know. It's just so annoying and stupid. Yeah. The next one up is flameless cremation. What does that mean? Another sustainable way to care for the dead is alkaline hydrolysis, or flameless cremation. Our bodies are already 65% water, so this method is a cleaner way to cremate. Families receive and keep the remains in the same conventional cremation with fire, but the process is different. Flameless cremation benefits both the family and the earth. The method doesn't have the same issue of carbon discoloration as cremation with fire. Then why would anyone do fire cremation anymore then? And most importantly, it's a green option for those who choose cremation. Good question. The reason is um, why I have a phone that's like two versions old. It takes a but, little time to catch up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, another trend in... Uh, funeral. <laughs> okay. Whether you would like to prevent well-meaning relatives from playing Celine Dion at your wake, or you want to memorialize a loved one with a music-centric website, tune into My Last Soundtrack. Oh. Its clean templates are easy and customizable with pictures, videos, and of course, Spotify playlists. Interesting. So you are able, Marissa, to put together your funeral playlist so that nobody else fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of like that. I guess I do like that. And you know what, guys? If I die, you just need to fucking live with the fact that you're going to have to listen to fucking anime music. <laughs> <laughs> That's on you. And if you're less of an audio but more of a visual person, consider the photo-wrapped casket. Life art transforms... No! <laughs> Don't! Life art transforms an otherwise morbid object, the casket, into a visual homage to your loved one. 
Instead of a typical wood or metal coffin, imagine it wrapped in vibrant images of the deceased. No, that sounds horrible. Or a serene naturescape. Design it online yourself, or provide high-resolution images to the funeral home, and LifeArt will handle the layout. Or, if you want to save some money... Buy a casket from Costco and then decoupage <laughs> yeah. photos from your loved ones. <laughs> okay, so we talked about this before. I only have a few left. Uh, first up is the cremation tree. Okay. With a company called The Living Urn, your loved one can live on as a weeping willow, red maple, or oh. scores of other re- regionally specific trees. I didn't know you could be a weeping willow. Shit. Now I'm just, I don't even know anymore, Pete. I don't know if I, I was. Ah. <laughs> you I will was receive a biodegradable bamboo urn with a seedling, wood chips, and soil mix with neutralizing agents to help counteract the chemical properties of the cremains. So you take that, you put the cremains in there with it, you shake it up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then basically you bury the urn in the ground and the tree will pop up out of it. I love that idea, except for if you were like me, I have the opposite of a green thumb. What if I paid to get my loved one turned into a tree, and I'm not good enough to, at planting it, and it doesn't grow? Yeah, um, that's what my mom would say. Uh, we, though, have bad ground, so it makes mm. it difficult for things to grow. Yeah, okay. Um, gotcha. So I know what you mean. Since the seedlings more resemble baby trees than seeds, they are much more likely to take root. Okay. So you kind of have like the starter of a tree, not just a seed. Yeah. Then that sounds better. Okay. I'm going to jump to recomposition. What is that? No. That is when you lay your body in a recomposed vessel onto a bedding of wood chips, alfalfa, and straw for 30 days. By controlling the amount of carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen, and moisture, the vessel creates the perfect environment for microbes and bacteria involved in decomposition. Ew. After 30 days, all of the organic material will be broken down into soil. The fresh soil is removed to a curing bin for several more weeks to aerate. After being aerated, the soil is... The soil is... Not the soul... <laughs> funny oh my god step four is they take your soul out <laughs> after being aerated the soil is screened to remove any non-organics such as metal f- filings um metal fillings uh yeah, say, why would you metal filing <laughs> pacemakers prosthesis of artificial That's joints take my fucking pacemaker <laughs> and non-organic items are recycled when possible the finished product is soil that is very similar to the topsoil that you would buy at your local nursery. Okay. So that is How a, do we a, know you're not just giving me topsoil from my local nursery? <laughs> I don't trust So people. that is a green way to die. <laughs> okay, okay. As long as everyone's honest, that's good. Right. <laughs> Why is this in a miracle grow bag? <laughs> <laughs> So the next one, Marissa, is one that I hope... <laughs> Drives you absolutely mad. Mm-hmm. UK-based and finally rhymes with and finally creates Wait, and vi- oh my god no no creates no, 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 no. an auditory <laughs> reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. 
creates an auditory reminder of your loved one by pressing their cremains into a vinyl record that plays the deceased's voice, songs purchased through legit channels, or both. The record is made of black or clear vinyl in which flecks of visible ash are suspended. Ooh, I, uh, I don't know why I'm so annoyed. Cause I'm so annoyed because I know that, like, someone we know yes. <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And that annoys me. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, by that, you know, fuck. <laughs> I want to be made into a cassette tape, okay? No, we're going to make you into a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Yeah, ooh, I like that. Yeah, I was trying to think of something that would be me. Yeah, I'm down. Ooh, and then the Tamagotchi plays as me, and you gotta pick up my duty, feed me, and tuck me in every night as a reminder of my life lived. So, now I promise there are only two left. I mean, I find this interesting. The first is Story File. Launched in 2017, StoryFile lets people create videos that can reply to viewers' questions using artificial intelligence to play relevant video clips as responses. What? I don't understand what you're saying. Initially conceived as a way to preserve the stories of Holocaust survivors and talk to, I guess, air quote, talk to other historical figures, StoryFile's videos are now showing up at funerals. A month after she died, at age 87... Marina Helen Smith, the mother of CEO Stephen Smith, spoke at her own funeral. She addressed her friends and family through a pre-recorded video. Yet Smith was able to also answer some questions during her memorial service as well. Like I don't like that. I don't like fakey shit. After her son, the CEO, as I mentioned, asked what she would say at her own funeral, she delivered a brief speech about her life and spirituality. She also answered questions about loved ones who attended the ceremony. Like, is this bar bar trivia? Like, yeah, I don't. What that seems weird. And then what are people going to try and like stump it? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I stumped your dead mom, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's weird. And this created the illusion of real time conversation. Smith's interactive video was made using the tech from Los Angeles-based StoryFile. But and that doesn't sound like it would help you move on to have the illusion of a real conversation. <laughs> We're not talking right? about moving on. I mean, whatever. Do you remember Ed Asner? I know that name. I can't Ed remember. Asner was the voice of, um, I don't think he was, the, was he the voice of Frosty the Snowman? I've never seen that. Anyway, Ed Asner, famous actor, did this at his funeral. And people were like, and it looks like William Shatner's going to do it too. But, no! um, <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting. People at the event were like, it's like talking to him. And you're kind of like, but he's dead. Yeah, and again, the whole point of a viewing. Is to help you, like, come to terms with the fact that they've passed. Providing some sort of closure, yeah. Yeah, if you're fucking not going to use it for that, then that just seems like it's not healthy. But, as I said, as I think I said, um, similar things are also happening with chatbots, where you can have a loved one's voice, for all intents and purposes, be fed into a chatbot, and oh, then that, you fuck can that. talk to your dead loved one via text 
after they die. You should not do that unless you want to convince yourself they're alive and be in this unhealthy loop of delusion. Yeah, and and it's true that in some cases maybe people aren't ready for their loved ones to pass, but... Yeah, but that's not going to help you. Yeah, I, I agree. And some Guys, people are like... I am not being like... I'm not trying to be insensitive. I have told Pete that when my loved ones pass away, I might need to be institutionalized, and I don't say that as a joke. That is the truth. I don't know how to deal with death. However, I don't think it would help me to then deny that they are have passed and have conversations with their them in a fake way and yet you probably know at least one person who will put something on facebook like happy birthday in heaven mom yeah and that also strikes me as a little unhealthy but (laughs) i mean i will say i mean if my family passes i think on their birthday i might like Share a memory. Well, I might just say, I might look at this guy and say, happy birthday, Bob. I don't know that... Is your mom checking Facebook from the afterlife? Yeah. That's what I want to write on all of them. (laughs) Dude, your mom has Facebook in heaven? Like, I also know a lot of people who just, like... My grandma, who is still alive, they'll be like, happy birthday, grandma. I'm like, yo, grandma doesn't have Facebook. Are you doing... Who is this for? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Who is this for? Uh... I promise you this, too. Everybody who's listening, who I know, (laughs) your first and last name, if you die, I am going to be the person who submits your obituary to Facebook to memorialize your page. Because I hate it when they're like, it's Lisa's birthday. My cousin Lisa. It's Lisa's birthday. No, it's not. She's dead. She died a while ago. (laughs) Like, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. So the last thing I have, you know, if making AI videos and a chat bot isn't enough for you. Mm-hmm. And as a side note, yes, I have been watching all the Psycho movies, except, <laughs> except Psycho 4, which is not available on streaming. Oh, okay. You sure it's not on, like, Tubi? I feel like that was a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I checked everywhere. I'm actually watching one on YouTube. It's called Bates Motel. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a TV movie. That's funny. That's terrible. It's like a freaking screwball comedy, and Lori Petty's in it. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> anyway, I don't know who that is, but okay. You would if you saw her. Okay. Tank Girl? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. As far as I know, this is coming from uh, somebody who is reputable, whose name I didn't include. Okay. But a funeral person. As okay. far as I know... It is illegal to taxidermy or mount a human being in the United States. Why? If they want it, you should be able to put it in your... <laughs> if they sign off in it, ahead of, I don't want it, and I don't want to see it. But I do feel like if the dead person puts it in their will that they would like to be taxidermied, they should be allowed to be. While I am sure that it is possible, the end result does not seem worth the trouble. Human skin discolors greatly oh, after okay. the preservation process and stretches a lot more than animal skin. Oh, yucky. Okay. This would mean that the maker would have to be very skilled in creating an exact body replica and painting and touching up the skin tone. Mm, okay. I mean, if you want to make that effort. So there was, and, and I'm so sorry, guys. I hate it when I do this, but sometimes it comes up organically, something that you left out of your research. Mm-hmm. 
there was a college professor who in his will said that he wanted his body to be essentially taxidermied and preserved. Okay. And sitting on the chair that he would always sit on at the college that he worked at. So okay. they did this, put him in a case, but a couple and then years they all in, got arrested? a couple years in, they were like, we got to take the head. Why? I don't know why, but they took the head and what? they put that in the freezer. I'm sorry, who took the head? I guess whoever's in charge of him. <laughs> Holy fuck. You know, the janitor. <laughs> I guess. They took the head, they put it in the freezer. Okay. Um, and then they had an artist create a replica of his head and put that on top. But later, in the 2000s, I think, they were just like, let's get rid of this. <laughs> Wait, where was it kept? In the school? Yes. Why would anyone fucking agree to that? I don't know. Uh, well, uh, you know what? As somebody who works at a college, because he gave a lot of money. <laughs> Ew, that's really gross. Yeah. Again, no, if, like, his family likes it or he wants did that or or if someone specifically wanted that in their home, like, go for it. But, like, no one in the school should have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. So, even though you can't do that, um, you can do all the other things I talked about. Oh, right. I can't do that yet. Yeah. I don't ever want to be taxidermied. Nobody taxidermied. Please. <laughs> and like, um, you know, you can make yourself into jewelry and all sorts of stuff like that. I thought I'd get some of the cool things, though. Like some of the yeah. new things. Yeah, thanks. I learned some stuff. I did know about jewelry. That's kind of cool. You could be made into some like fake diamondy thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess when I pass, whoever is remaining could do whatever they want within reason. I have given Pete a long list of things, not a long list, a short list of things uh, that he needs to make sure don't happen. <laughs> and I think it's time to update that. List. So, oh, so Marissa, are you a bury my body in the ground, cremate me? Ooh, it's hard because I was, uh, my family was originally Catholic, very Catholic, and then they became Protestant. I don't know what Protestants believe, but Catholics, you're not supposed to be cremated. So technically in, my, in Catholicism you can be cremated. You cannot really? be scattered. Oh, interesting. Because your body that. has to stay together. Oh. Cremation okay, well, I think accounts for if I remember the, the statistic right, like 70% of people. Oh. See, I find burial like more like gothic romantic. Yeah. But um but again, like if the people remaining, if you know my partner and my family like wanted a reminder of me i'd be like yeah whatever, wherever you want i guess mm-hmm. I, I i used to think i had strong opinions but i'm not gonna be alive so like whatever yeah how about you there are a lot of times in just in life in general where i don't want to take up a lot of space <laughs> stop <laughs> and like people are like why don't you get a house and i'm like i could get a house i could afford to buy a house not in cash or anything, but like I could afford to get a house and pay a mortgage, but yeah. I don't feel like I need a house. And it, yeah, you know, for other reasons, like it's going to be more shit for me to take care of. But I'm fine with this apartment thing. 
if I met somebody and we were going to start a life together, hey, yeah, let's get a house. But mm-hmm. right now I'm like, no, apartment's just fine. And yeah. that's how I feel about this too. Like, um, I think that I would get creeped out about religion and cremation if I were to go, or I guess religion and the recompose company that's going to break your body down into soil and use it to grow flowers. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think I would probably end up being a cremation guy. Plugs. So Marissa, with the show being mm-hmm. over, what do you think? Yeah. You got anything you want to share with the audience? Anything you want to plug? plug into the wall and light up? Ooh, I forgot to plug the other day. Uh, Werewolves by Night, guys, on Disney Plus is really fun. I didn't know what I was expecting. Did you see it, Pete? I did. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, it was just totally unexpected and totally, totally just weird. It was it was really great. If you if you want like a new horror thing, check it out. It's not superhero-y at all, and it's it's just it's very very creative. Loved it. And uh, yeah, that, that that that's what I'll do. If you need a last minute Halloween spooky thing to watch, definitely watch that. It's not even an hour. It's like 40, I don't know. It's like forty-five minutes or something. Yeah, it's not. It's not even an hour long. Yeah. Between that and She-Hulk, it's almost kind of like they're trying to show people that they can do more than just action movies, which is and fun. And it's awesome. I yeah. love it all. It's like they're revitalizing Marvel because I kind of like. I didn't even watch the last Doctor Strange. Not because it wasn't going to be good. They're never like bad, but they don't like impact my life. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, now I like gets me pumped on Marvel if they're going to be taking chances like this. Yeah. How about you? I wanted to plug the, um, I, I believe I did it last year, but not necessarily for Halloween. But I gotta tell you, I really enjoy two TV shows that are coming from the Sci-Fi Channel. One is Chucky. <laughs> I, it's, it, it's good. I just enjoy watching it. Like it's good to probably other people. <laughs> Or just to you. You like weird shit. I think it's good. I think really? it's a good show. It's the best Chucky thing I've seen. Interesting. Okay. For sure. Huh. Um, and Devin Sawa's in it. Ooh, what does he play, Chucky? Devin Sawa plays, one, the kid's dad. The main, okay. da- the main character's dad. Then, two, his uncle... <laughs> Who adopted him after the dad got killed by Chucky. And then three, this season, he's playing... He plays someone new every season? Not every season, because in the first season, he was only the dad for one episode. And he was murdered, I think, in the first episode. Okay. So then for the rest of the season, he played his brother, basically. Whoa, that's weird. And now, for this one, I think the uncle is dead. Uh, I think everybody died. Um, so for this one, he's playing the priest who runs a boarding school slash, I guess it's a boarding school. It's like a school for troubled children. Okay. I love when they keep using the same actors. What's Devin Sawa look like these days? Is he beefy? No, I mean, he looks, what do you mean beefy? Like fat? No, for some reason I thought he was muscular, but I might've made that up in my mind. No, I think he looks pretty normal. Okay. If you were paying attention, the second show went up, I think, on Hulu, Surreal Estate, which has the stupidest name ever. 
<laughs> and that, Marissa, is one that I'm like, should I tell Marissa to watch this? No, probably not. I don't think anybody else <laughs> I mean, I will if you recommend But it. it's about a real estate company who sells houses that are haunted. Um, oh, and but like it's real or fake? It's it's a yeah like it's a fictional show fictional company. Oh, it was a reality show. Yeah, that would be better. Um, but yeah, like they can't sell a house. They bring these people in and they turn the house around. Uh, you know, like exercise it, whatever it may be, and then they're able to sell the house. So. Okay. Um. Oh, that reminded me. This isn't this is spooky at all, but just reminded me that I'm really embarrassed to admit this, but the surreal life is coming back. And I'm so excited. <laughs> Frankie Mun Mun Now wait a second. Munez Munez what? Famili- refamiliarize us with the surreal life. A bunch of uh, weird celebrities live in the same house in a like big brothery type thing, or like a, like the real world but with weird celebrities. Was um. Flava Flav and What's Her Face were in it back in the day. Oh, that's the one that launched that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this was. I was thinking of the um, Paris Hilton and Nikki whatever show. No, no, not the not the Simple Life. Uh, This is this is pretty simple, but it's gonna have um, Dormy Daniels, Dennis Rodman, Frankie Muniz, (laughs) Muniz, and other people I don't remember, but it looks dumb. And beautiful. Yeah. You have to put one person in that house right now. Who's it going to be? Like to create chaos, or because like no, no, no. Like you have to think of somebody who's going to fit in that house. Mm. Mine's going to be Kevin Sorbo. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I thought Sinbad, but I don't think he would fit. Uh, I think oh, he'd be oh, great. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, either Sinbad or Jim Caviezel. I feel like I would love Sinbad in a reality show situation. Also because it seems like he wouldn't want to be there the entire time. I feel like he'd be the only one who had sense. Yeah, he would just be off in the corner like reading a book. And whenever the camera would come over to him, he'd be like, what What are these people doing? <laughs> like, actually, that would actually be pretty fun. Jim Caviezel is apparently insane. And I think it's still working on a, on a movie about adrenochrome. Oh, yeah, so that's fun. Well, with that, everybody. <laughs> Guys, have a wonderful Halloween. Yes. Uh, stay safe out there. Eat candy. Don't eat too much candy. Uh, that your tongue swells like mine did one year. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. Call us at 570-PODWOD1. Do not call us with your spooky stories, though, because it's done now. Yeah. But uh, call us just uh say hey or to... uh. Tell us what candy you'd want to purge from the world forever. Or how you would get rid of a Victorian doll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, guys, uh, Pete, where can they email us? Shout at yallheard.me. All right. Goodbye, go ghouls and ghosts. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>